It's time for Rhema for Today. You know, it's strange, isn't it? How the scriptures that we've known and quoted for 20 years or 25 years, a quarter of a century, many of us have preached and they brought a thrill to us. But isn't it wonderful that after these many years, some of these same scriptures can be quickened to us anew and, and bring a new thrill? Isn't that right? You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Tomorrow is the last day. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Christ the Deliverer. Thank God deliverance belongs to us now. Not in some far off day, over yonder somewhere, sometime. Amen. Yes, thank God we do have a glorious future. Thank God we do have a wonderful hope. Thank God for the hope of the church. Thank God for the hope of the coming of the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the hope that we have of seeing our loved ones and friends again. Thank God for that. And it is a blessed hope. And we rejoice in it. Thank God we don't have to delegate all of God's blessings to the future. Praise the Lord. No, that deliverance will not come in heaven that he's speaking of here or in the millennium. You won't need it then. We won't need it at least then. Praise God. We can have deliverance now, this moment, in this life. Praise the Lord. For Jesus has already purchased healing for the body as well as the salvation of our spirit or soul or inner man. Praise God. For it is written here in Matthew 8, 17, that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the fifth verse, of course, said, stated that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Praise God. And so we rejoice in it. Now, you know, there's not any need of splitting hairs and fussing about uh, and fixing the blame about who is responsible and who isn't responsible and who's sinned, who hasn't when it comes to sick and disease. Bless God, this just preached the fact that healing belongs to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but recently the Lord quickened something to me And though I knew it was there all the time, I saw it in a new light. You know, it's strange, isn't it? How the scriptures that we've known and quoted for 20 years or 25 years, a quarter of a century, many of us have preached and they brought a thrill to us. But isn't it wonderful that after these many years, some of these same scriptures can be quickened to us anew and and bring a new thrill. Isn't that right? I was preaching this summer eight weeks, revival in the city of Houston. And so in, uh, in connection with praying with a certain individual, actually a certain individual had, uh, had uh, wanted to talk to me, and so I'd made an appointment to meet him at a certain time at the church. And so as I went my way to meet him there and to talk with him, and, and this man needed healing all right. And then there's another case involved that both of them are very similar. And really, I'm sort of putting the two of them together to tell this. 
And so as I went my way, I, uh, I realized in dealing with this man, he'd been saved for a number of years and actually a member of Assemblies of God Church for a great number of years. Oh, when I say a great number of years, I mean 30 years or more, 35 years possibly, because he was a man in his 60s, and I think he said he'd, uh, he'd been in ever since he was about 30 years of age or a little before, so he had to be in some 30 some odd years. And yet he was sick and had been for years and hadn't been able to receive healing, it seemed. And, uh, and I'll say this, thank God he did receive healing all right. But he just, uh, he, he just felt like, you know, that he had been a failure in times past in life and had sinned. Well, as you talked to him, he couldn't just put his finger on something and said, well, now I've committed this sin and I've committed that sin. I've done this terrible deed. But, you know, just in that category that I, oh, I just feel like I've been such a failure, you know. And, and, and I've sinned. And, and so he wouldn't leave the impression he didn't know whether God would, uh, would heal him or not because he had sinned. But somewhere or another, the scripture said there in James 5, 14, and it was quickened to me, and I gave it to him, and it helped him. And he did receive healing. And he was in serious condition. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now listen. And if, I don't know why I'd preached and emphasized about the, the, the prayer of faith to save the sick and focus my attention there, but it says, and if he has committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Well, now you see this man just sure that he had sinned and that he wasn't going to get healed because he'd sinned, because he'd failed, been such a failure. But through the word of God, we was able to help him. Then this other case come up with this other individual, and I sort of entertained the thought myself. I thought, well, I don't know whether the Lord's going to heal that guy or not. <laughs> Amen. You know, I don't know whether to pray for sure or not. Now, now these thoughts bother sometimes. Because he's failed and he's turned right around and and, and stumble over the same stumbling stone again and again and again and again. Just done the same thing. Looked like it, if it's something else, it'd be something but the same thing. So as I was driving the car towards the church, you see, again the Lord said to me, he said, uh, do you think that I would uh, require you to do something that I wouldn't do? And immediately I spoke up. I didn't know he was going to get me in a corner, you know. And immediately I spoke up and said, well, Lord, no, Lord, I'm sure you wouldn't because if you required to me, in other words, would say to me, you'd do something that I wouldn't do, I think that'd sort of be unjust. Well, then he asked me again, he said, do you think that I would require you to be more forgiving than I am? Or do you think that I would require you to forgive when I wouldn't forgive? I didn't know what he's getting to that. And I said, no, I don't think you would. Well, he said, you remember when I was on the earth and Peter said to me one day, now, Master, he said, if my brother sins against me, how oft should I forgive him till seven times? And said, I said, no, not till seven times, but I said, you seven times seventy. Well, seven times seventy would be 490 times. And if I understand that correctly, putting in with some other scripture that's, along the same line that means in one day 
And I began to see what he was getting to. He was, he, he knew that in the state I was in, I couldn't help that fella because I was about ready to condemn him myself. And said, that poor fella, I don't know. He's just messed up so much and just keeps sinning, doing wrong, and stumbling over this sand. I knew his heart, you know, was tender toward God, all right, but just seemed to keep falling over that same thing. And I said, no, Lord, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. That wouldn't be right for you to ask me. And I know he's asked us as a church and Peter and the disciples and any of us to, if you wouldn't forgive, you wouldn't require us to do something you wouldn't do. It wouldn't be right. Well, all right, then he said. And then he quickened that scripture to me again. I'd used it to help the other fellow, you see. But in sort of let it get away from me. I didn't, I was sort of, I tell you the truth about it. I tell you the real truth about it. I was almost of the opinion not to help this guy. I guess maybe sort of condemn him or, or, or something, you know, or sort of... <laughs> Punish him for his wrongdoing. <laughs> so the Lord said, pointed out to me, that not only was healing available to that man, but the forgiveness of his sins. That he had said, not only will the prior fate save the sick, but if he has committed sins, and it didn't say sin, it said sins, in the plural, they shall be forgiven him. And I'm glad, bless God, I was able, even if I was reluctant at first, <laughs> I, I thrilled in the Word of God. I said, I thrilled in the Word of God. Now, it scares some people to death for you to preach that way. Because they just know that you're trying to give people a license to sin. And I tell folks all the time, there's no use us to give them a license to sin. They'll do enough sinning without it. And then again, some folks are just sure that when you preach that way, that you're preaching a sin in religion. And like one fellow said to me, bless God, I believe in living above sin. I said, I do too. But I haven't met anybody that's done it, have you? I said, have you and do you? Now I said, wait a minute before you answer, because I want to tell you something. If you say yes, I want to get your picture. And I want to blow it up to about 14 by 20 and ride under it the biggest liar I've ever met. <laughs> and he said, no, I haven't. I said, I knew you had. I said, did you ever have to fall back on some of these scriptures and say, Lord, forgive me? He said, plenty of time. Well, I said, what are you griping about then? Praise the Lord. No, we're not giving people a license to sin or encouraging folks to do wrong. But I'll tell you, thank God for his mercy. Amen. If it hadn't been for his goodness, where would we have been? I believe in going on unto perfection. I believe in that. But I'll tell you, brother, I'm like Paul. I don't count myself to already be perfect. And I'll tell you the truth about it. About the time I think I'm doing pretty good and getting pretty sanctified. About that time something will happen and I'll find out I ain't near as sanctified as I thought I was. How about you? I said, how about you? Huh? Amen. Amen. Yes, sir, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I tell you, I don't see that we have any room to be of trying to blame and fix the blame. I tell you what, let's do, let's just preach deliverance. Let's just preach what the Word of God said, that if folks are condemning themselves and say, I missed it, well, let's tell them, thank God it's in there, that he not only said the prayer, faith shall save the sick, but if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And tell it the 103rd Psalm said, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Praise the Lord. Welcome to 
Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering 50 camp meeting favorites on USB. These are 50 messages from the last 50 years of camp meeting from a variety of speakers. A book by Kenneth W. Hagan titled, Create the World You Want to See. And lastly is Lynette Hagan's CD entitled, Whatever You Need, God's Got It. All these items at the special discounted price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. There's a new something I need to tell you about. We are now streaming on Rumble. Yes. It's the Rama USA channel is streaming on Rumble. I know we're streaming on a whole bunch of different things, but this is yes. a new one. They just wanted me to tell you about it in case you're familiar with Rumble. Of course, we 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 do all of it from Rama.tv and, and all of our other outreaches. Yes. Uh, YouTube, Rama USA. Facebook uh, Live. Facebook Live. All of those are uh, at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday night, and at Wednesday evening at 7, 7 p.m. That's so, right. So, hey, if you want, we're available if you want to see us, yes. okay? Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. <laughs>